on today's episode on the soul's terms. So that's kind of the, the scope of the yoga, and that's hard to present in, a, in an hour class and all that. So you're not going to be able to do that. You know, it's no. more you're going to these classes and then you start, thinking, you know, some little sparkles come and you think there must be something more. And then yeah. what is this? Yeah, you, you hear about it or you do a teacher training and they present the yamas and the yamas. But it has to be more than just a list of right. these 10 values and not to do this and, and yeah. do that, you know, which it's just giving you structure, basically. Mm. So then, yeah, it, it starts a quest. And I would right. say that's when the yoga starts to really mature and mm. you start to question the myth. So all of the, the modern stuff, it's good. It's a foot in the door. And yeah. uh, it's just a matter of time. Welcome to On the Soul's Terms, a podcast mining the rich soils of ancient stories in search of forgotten gold and conversing with those on the edges of the known and unknown in the world of the healing arts. I'm your host, Chris Skidmore. Hello, and thanks for joining me on The Soul's Terms. Today, I'm honored to be joined by a special guest, my friend and neighbor, Sky Akasha Tobias. When I first arrived in Bali in 2008, there was one small yoga studio here called The Yoga Barn. Sky was one of just a handful of teachers there. Always dressed in his turban, he had an enviable lightness of being that he brought to every class. We became fast friends. Many years later, as Yoga Barn expanded and grew, he left and opened his own studio here called Under the Banyan Tree, a place where his teacher Swamiji also resides. Today, we tackle the topic of modern yoga and its underlying mythic substructure. In doing so, we explore yoga's ancient roots to see if the bridge that connects the two can still be seen, felt, and perhaps even traversed. I hope you enjoy the show. If so, please leave some five-star reviews, share with your friends, or perhaps even take the next step and become a patron for just $5 a month. And now, here's my conversation with Sky. Today, I have with me Sky Akasha Tobias joining me. He is also my neighbor, actually. We live in the same vicinity. And we're sitting in my little hut amongst the bamboo and under the banyan tree, which is actually the name of his yoga studio. Banyan trees in the distance, the gentle bamboo and, and barley sounds are around. And uh, we're getting together to talk today about yoga, the modern myth. That is the, the aim of what we're, we're looking at today. And uh, Sky, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah. Nice to just drop over, actually. Yeah, isn't it? And stay cool. Yeah, and mm. stay cool. Mm. Yeah, it's a very hot day here. But this spot that we have is just kind of like under the bamboo and it gives a little shade and it's a bit of a cool breeze. And yeah, Sky, I can literally see Sky's house out of the window here. Um, so it's really good. You know, we start, I started this, this podcast during the pandemic and so every um, conversation had been over Zoom and recorded that way. And just last time and this one, I've been able to record in this little space. It just feels good. It's, you know, that something else gets to enter the space. 
Indeed, it's nice to have it live and yeah, uh, yeah and see each other's eyes and, yeah. and heart and yeah, exactly. uh, be here feels like just the right place yeah to embrace this topic indeed yeah um just for the audience guy and, and i go back to 2008 when we first met and we sort of always had this relationship of i mean sometimes it's been about surfing and sometimes yoga and sometimes other things um but i feel like we've always had in our connection the ability to drop into some deep topics and yeah. um you know, a nice Venn diagram of the things that you're interested in, the things that I'm interested in, this beautiful space in between that that we connect into. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like uh, we get to something deep and meaningful yeah. rather quickly. Yeah, rather quickly. And uh, yeah, and, yeah and I feel actually, I feel uh, physically well and, and like mentally nourished mm. when we talk with each other mm. because it, it has meaning and... Uh, you know, we both share as as men, as uh, yeah, as guys who are living a life, who are sharing in partnerships and, and you know, yeah. dancing on in this creation mm. and uh, you know, making it the the journey that we can, you know, and 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 in your your topics, uh, going into myth now mm. and and healing yeah. and so on. Yeah, we had a lot to to talk about, and, yeah. and therefore it's nice to meet you with with my topic which is which is yoga yeah your topic mainly which is also my topic too but myth yeah myth and psychology and then mm. we both share kind of like i mean i i bring more the western astrology and you the vedic and so there's this really nice kind of like flow mm. and i agree uh, i also have that experience of feeling like the nourishment of our times together and yeah. um and feeling like wow more to chew on and think about and mm. and the general feeling of like oh that felt really good yeah 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 it's nice to be met and seen and like to be understood yeah in a way yeah, yeah. and i feel sure. like if I, I value that if i'm going to spend time with a person let it mm. be meaningful otherwise i'm happy to be by myself yeah exactly. <laughs> you know yeah exactly. yeah for sure or now these days with the family you know yeah and that's enough so when i do have time I value that it's, you know, yeah. something I really, I get nourished by. So I'd, I'd love to just sort of open up to the audience about who you are in your own mm -hmm. journey in a way. Um, as you said, now you have a young family and mm -hmm. um, we might be able to like start there. But then how did we get here with a bit of an origin myth as we talked about before getting on air? Yeah, well, I guess, uh, I mean, the thing is, uh, I, I still I feel like a very ordinary fellow. Mm. Um, who's just uh, been blessed to to meet yoga as a young man, and uh, really really recognized that I was seeking freedom and and getting connected to that and following that, mm. and so as uh, that became my pursuit within the yoga and took me on a great adventure, really uh, uh, inward but also abroad, and uh, mm. to meet a teacher. And to end up here in Bali, yeah. and just have have many years of, of studying and assimilation and teaching, especially, mm. and eventually, as uh, as it came to a point of like getting married and having children, I saw that as also uh, a deepening of yeah. myself and and, uh, right. and a challenge, but one that would give me greater uh, emotional growth and, mm. and understanding my my psyche more. Mm. and deepening 
Can you tell me a little bit more about like how you got into like how did yoga sort of enter your life and what what that was you know kind of a little bit more of your own journey you know and even like where you're from and what you yeah you know, where it began mm-hmm. yeah um, that's that's a question I've asked myself mm. also well I grew up in Vancouver mm-hmm. in Canada in a very ordinary non-religious family I would say our our religion was. Uh, uh, going away on the weekend, you know, recreation, mm. they call it. Recreation. <laughs> Skiing. <laughs> yeah. There, for us, there was a lot of freedom and, yeah, just just roaming around on the mountains and, and uh, flying around on skis and, mm. and that sort of, yeah, physical sensation of going, you know, uh, adrenaline and, uh, you know, all that kind of thing. Mm. And that, that was a very wonderful part of my life, mm. um, which, uh, yeah, became... Yeah, part of something that I worked with. I worked as a ski guide for many years. Mm. And, uh, you know, one thing that, that shifted for me when my father passed away when I was 20. Mm. And just, you know, as he was dying and he knew he was going to go, we, we lay down together on the bed. And, and I was planning to go off to Europe with a bunch of friends and see Pink Floyd at the wall and, wow. and all of this. You know, yeah. but there's my dad, you know, about to die, you know. And I'd say, oh. I don't know what to do. And he said, you got to follow your heart. And, uh, you know, for a 19-year-old kid to hear that, mm. that was a really important uh, moment for me. Oh, you know, it brings me to tears yeah, because, you know, you got to, yeah. yeah, what else is there if you yeah. don't follow your heart? Yeah. Wow. So somehow I, I managed to do that mm. and see what, what's important. And uh, soon after that, I got connected to a, a yoga class. And then, you know, I realized the first meeting with, with it is a very important one to you know i found this in a in a newspaper article this is 1990 okay city of vancouver there's mm. like three studios i mean you have to look it up in the telephone book remember telephone books <laughs> <Actually, yeah, exactly. laughs> okay yellow pages and white pages yeah and all that pages. yeah the yellow yeah. pages yeah, yeah. And, and like a teeny tiny little little notice in a in a local newspaper yoga classes or whatever somehow i found that and then i went and even back then i was the only guy in class mm. you know 20 years old stiff as a board mm. one of the motivations was actually to get more flexible you know physically to kind of just I knew I needed to to loosen up so but I I sensed there was something more from the beginning and right from that first class was like wow this is good I actually felt you know high Mm. I was like what you can get high from stretching the the back of your legs and and I like to get high (laughs) I like to get high because the world you know it's a it's a confusing world and uh and a lot of it's a bummer Mm. here and there and and so many things you know, so feeling high and free was was important. Mm. Later on, I understood more how as important as to be yeah. to be cool with however you are. Right, it's not right. about getting high. Yeah, but uh, nothing wrong with that. But an original motivation, maybe the the feeling of high. It's interesting that yeah, you know, my pattern mind is picking up kind of mountains and the the height of the mountain and the high of the. And the freedom and this upward mobility, I mean, this upward yeah. orientation. And, yes. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that was an exquisite part of my life. Astrologically, I, you know, uh, Jupiter was there, mm. and Vedically, at uh, the Jupiter okay. time. 
Yeah, right. it was there in those in those years in, in my twenties. So yeah, I had a lot of good fortune and all that. Yeah. And and really, it came to the realization I was I was saturated by by goodness. I wasn't enjoying it anymore. Mm. It was like okay, well then what? I have all this powder. My life is is paid for. I can ski my heart out. Mm. I have a girlfriend. I have a nice place to stay. I'm living in this uh, ski resort, and uh, you know really you know, very blessed in many ways, but not really able to, to own it up and, and still going, okay, well, then there must be more, you know, mm. what is this all about? Mm. And that question kept burning, 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 burning mm. inside. And then as it coincides with year 2000, the desire, you know, launched me to like, I'm going away on a, on a journey. I got to find a teacher. I got to find out who am I? Can I be satisfied? What is this all about? And uh, I'm not telling my mom this, but at that time anyway, but I'm going until I find that. If mm. it takes 10 years, if it takes 20 years, I got a few thousand dollars mm. and, and off I go kind yeah. of thing to find that. You know, that, and I was 30 years old. Actually, that was when Saturn Dasha came right okay. at that time at yeah. the new year, actually. Yeah. Exactly. And then a year later, I met, I met my teacher. Mm. Who and I'd had this this image of uh, a yoga teacher, kind of even like a Chinese fellow who would put me on the edge of a cliff and go, "Yeah, now close your eyes, yeah, and just be inside. Don't be scared." And then he'd make me do thousands of pull-ups and push-ups, yeah. so I would be so physically strong and fit and flexible, like Bruce Lee, but in this yeah. yoga form, you know. And then this master would really discipline me and. Uh, I'd be like that. And the fellow I ended up meeting as my teacher was a very, uh, you know, tall, lanky, not very physically uh, adept yeah. much at all, you know. Mm. But, of course, he could sit with a very beautiful straight spine. He could chant like a beautiful bird, you know, he, he, and his knowledge was like an ocean. Mm. And, uh, and he had what I was looking for in terms mm. of... Uh, you know, I discovered what is the world, what is God, what, what am I, what is all this, and what's mm. the point? Mm. And he was part of a tradition. He had had a teacher who had had a teacher, and he had had a very profound uh, you know, uh, education and, and immersion in, in, the, in the Vedas and, uh, wow. and Vedanta particularly. So that, that became my doorway to really spirituality and, and understanding more what the yoga was was all about mm. and a shift from the physical into this wider understanding of mm. uh, you know it's it, it's about it yeah embodying an attitude towards life and what's the purpose of the life to live it mm. and how you live it and to intelligently live it and mm. embrace the challenges and here to grow and to understand and liberate yeah, and that's a nice framing of what we wanted to talk about today. It's sort of a nice segue out of your own story, although I, I'm yeah. enjoying hearing sort of details of the story. That's why I like this, doing this, right, with a, <laughs> yeah. with a friend and somebody that who I, we've talked about a lot of things, but to get, you know, even to hear, you know, it's really resounding with me, the moment with your dad, mm. you know, that's a very um, mm. potent moment if, when you shared that just now. Mm. I, I wonder if the listeners could feel that too, because I, we both had the welling up of yeah. tears, and yeah. it was the like, oh, mm. this moment, like even mm. the picture of you lying down next to your dad as a nineteen-year-old, and he's dying, and mm. and it's sort of like father, you know, like 
this classical archetypal question father what what should i do you know mm. what what am i to do right? yeah and he and he leaves you with follow your heart which ends up being a signature ultimately of your life indeed in a way and so mm. so feeling that and and um you know i want to come back to the that you talked about you're in a jupiter time and then moved into a saturn time so for listeners who are more in the um, in the Western astrology, you're referring to a Vedic tradition here, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Do, could you say yeah. a little bit about what that is? Yeah. Well, they have, um, the, the planets have an influence for so many years. Mm-hmm. And so for each person, there's a kind of a, a cycle of the planets that last for so many years. Uh, you know, for uh, if, if we lived for 120 years, mm-hmm. we would experience all of the planets okay yeah and so you come in at a certain certain time uh, for me it was uh it was in last part of mars so that's that's seven years of influence mm-hmm. so that kind of lights up the, the mars in your chart mm-hmm. and right. then so those things will play out more significantly yeah you okay. can you can feel that you know that that'll highlight so I, I like that aspect of it called the Dasha, the Dasha and this yeah. time period of uh, planetary influence. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And some of that is, is being woven into Western astrology as well, but mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear, mm. you know, that even that transition for a Ju- from a Jupiterian time, more expansive and exploring into a Saturnian time, which might be more discipline and, you know, responsibility and, and yeah. actually going yeah. deep into it. Yeah, it certainly was, and actually, this the Saturn time was fantastic. Mm. Yeah, it. Uh, I didn't know astrology at that point, right. and I, I. I mean, I still have so much to know, but I, I mm. recognize now as I look back. I was like, aha, yeah, that's. I can see that clearly. Mm. Yeah, this beautiful, beautiful aspect of uh, coming into self-discipline, and you know, for some some time, I lived in Thailand, and there was a, a hedonistic. Uh, community that I was, I want to say hedonistic because, you know, side by side with the yoga was, was uh, all kinds of full moon parties yeah, and uh, right. mm-hmm. taking drugs and exploration on, on that level and, and a lot of, you know, good times and, and all that too. But then there was, you know, all this yoga and stuff. And, and in the midst of that, I was having one day of silence. I was getting up early and, and chanting Gayatri and I, I really held myself in a certain discipline which wasn't always characteristic of my myself and my upbringing but during those days mm. and, and that really kept me uh, stable and, and centered mm. and not getting lost in the you know just just seeking the highs so right say. more yeah. highs and the revelry yeah. and the i think i think about it like the sun-soaked festival you know like just yeah. day after day of sun-soaked festival yeah and how if you do wow well, at, at a sun-soaked festival on like day seven uh-huh. how it starts to be a bit like you know <laughs> yeah. you, you, yeah. you're sunburnt your lips are charred you're like yeah. oh my god am i still having fun i think so I'm right sure. yeah you're going <laughs> then what you know is yeah. this what i really wanted and all that. yeah yeah and then yeah that was it yeah there was more purpose you know there was right. there was purpose and and meaning in my life you know that time was yeah the practice was what can this give me you know if i mm. stay with it yeah for some time keep it going yeah so it brings us into this framing of what we want to really get into, what we want to mm-hmm. dive into today and get get sort of ourselves into that and entangled in that and pulling part, things apart. 
basically, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, Sky and I met a couple of days ago to chat about this. And, um, and we talked about this idea of the, the, the modern myth. Um, so before we jump into what that means, you know, I mean, listeners of the podcast will know that, that when I, when I probably or Sky use the word myth, we don't mean it like fallacy the way that, um, that modern day is like the myth of, you know, as though it's a, a not real thing. We mm. mean like the underlying mm. currents and the, um, you know, the, the deeper meaning and the, um, or even the formation in, of is what we mean by the word myth. So I think I'll just kind of start there. And then a framing of, so what we're, what we're looking to explore today is, is in the modern day, what do we mean when we say yoga and what is it, what is it about and what does it look like in the world today? And just have a look around from our own personal experiences and both of us sort of wandering around as phenomenologists trying to look look at what's <laughs> going on and, and mm. refer to it with each other. Mm. And, then, um, and then looking at ancient myths and maybe dreaming deeper underneath the ancient myths as well. And, mm. you know, of course, um, none of what we say here is to be a judgment on any any form in a way but maybe discernment and the ability to to sort of see what because we have to discern it's a bit like saturn right definitely yeah yeah we need to discern yeah yeah and so uh, i i i feel like a goal as we set off on this journey together is is some of that discernment Mm. and just checking if we if we um slip into any judgments or even if it sounds like that i think just being able to catch that as we go any of that sort of pops up right unconsciously yeah yeah i think that that's that's it i mean we can only uh put a voice really to our own uh, Mm. perceptions and uh you know and uh i'm totally accountable for that and i might be wrong also right what i say but um, yeah yeah yeah. there, there is there is one sure thing which is you know i am i exist yes and uh ultimately that that's the freedom that that we seek that's right. one thing i can be sure of <laughs> yeah and then all this uh, play of opposites and all that uh, right that presents a lot yes but yeah. also you know what we're looking at too is is what's what's healthy what's creating conflict yeah and uh you know i think you know when you are in a, an explorer so to say and and looking into how things are you can perceive where where people are mm falling into a hole where they're not going anywhere they're just winding around and, mm. and yeah just, just still limiting their mm. their options so to say yeah indeed mm. okay so that feels like a good frame and then mm. you know i mean maybe we start should we start in the modern or start in the ancient mercury asks us <laughs> which one of those or or maybe uh-huh. there's a more fluid way through both yeah. Uh, well, I guess the modern is. Yeah. You know, it's where where we're looking at this this time yeah. place. Yeah. And all that. So maybe maybe I can launch into into that. Please. I mean, what's yeah. what's presented and what's in the the parlance of yoga? This word itself is known to to many now, even people mm-hmm. who don't have any practice or whatever they'll have an association and say oh they're going to yoga you know that's not for me Mm. or you know or i'm not too flexible i can't do that and i you know i'm not young enough or whatever so even the the word itself is 
is out there in the in the creation now more than ever mm. as far as i know yeah and uh and then so what do we associate with that is what i would say is the modern myth yeah and there's different levels of it on the most surface level is you know the wearing the spandex clothing to the class spandex was the first word yeah spandex comes in there associated <laughs> yeah. because a person is still very much identified with how i look yeah and I, when i go to this yoga class uh, mm. it's going to help me look better yeah and I'll, and also feel better and that and which is a justified feeling nothing wrong with that and i think it's a good foot in the door mm. um but but what's what's happening is people think i go to a place and do the yoga and that lasts for an hour or two hours or whatever it is. And then I go back to my ordinary life. Mm. And even within that scope of the class, there's competition. Oh, she has beautiful hair. You know, there's always somebody with more beautiful hair. In my case, more hair. And mine. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're lost in comparison. There's competition, all of that, mm. which again is not is not really in the field. The yoga is, is hopefully leading us to, to non-competition to freedom from conflict and for deeper acceptance of who I am mm. so I can accept and embrace all the neurotic tendencies mm. and and the body as it is the mind as it is mm. but what's presented often is these very you know beautiful people doing an amazing asana with the sunset in the background and everything set up for that frame and that moment to look just glorious and then you go wow Ooh, there's yoga, you know, I can, mm. I can look beautiful too and, and balanced. So, so you're seeking that, which immediately takes you away from the self-acceptance, you know. Right. So whatever. So what if you have a, have a stomach and, and a lacking hair and flexibility and whatever? You're mm. still absolutely acceptable. Mm. And, uh, you know, to, you, can, you can do what you can in terms of the physicality. Mm. how's your mind is a good question how's your heart mm. so the emotional being is a, is really a more powerful uh, aspect of ourselves and yeah. that's what needs attention more you know to, to care for ourselves emotionally yeah. that that's a huge part of the yoga it's mm. the biggest part right that's the biggest part so the the in the modern myth the the what's seen and what's presented is mostly physical form what's coming up for me as you say that is the old latin um idea of the puer or the puella so the puer or the puella eternus mm. which is the eternal youth like yeah. it's kind of got caught in some of that mythology because mm -hmm. i'm thinking about like what archetypal or mythic themes are popping up as you're talking here yeah yeah uh, and um yeah like the the well of immortality kind of thing mm -hmm. you know like the fountain yeah. of youth is the word that I'm looking for. Yeah. But like, oh, yoga mm -hmm. is a fountain of youth. Mm -hmm. And if I yeah. find yoga, maybe I can stay young and, <laughs> you know, like have a full yeah. libido and have my perfect ben um, bendiness and mm -hmm. elasticity all of my life. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's true. Like that promise maybe mm -hmm. yeah. may have entered into the modern myth of yoga, which obviously yeah. can't deliver. No, um, not totally. No, totally, and I yeah. feel like it can give, it can definitely be an enhancement. Yeah. And, I, and in fact, if people get addicted to that, mm. part of it is, is also seeking a feeling, you know, the high yeah. and the light. And then, and then I want more of that, mm. you know, which means, you know, when I'm just in the mundane world, like I call it the on the bus moment. Now, how are you? Yeah. You know, how are you when the shit hits the fan? 
Mm. How are you? You know, right? And and you know, life is going to deliver. It, it's a mix of pleasure and pain. You can't avoid it. And so, even though people might enjoy some good years and twenty years of that of of good health and fortune and all that, you know, people are going to die around right. them. Sickness will come. Yeah. All of that. How do you handle that? And mm. and for some people, that can be really uh, threatening. And mm. and I've seen that yogis not embracing their times when they're not very well mm. and uh you know feeling very yeah limited and i and identified with that right so yeah this is another very uh, it's one of the traps i think yeah is i need to be pure mm-hmm. there's also certain yeah refinement that is i don't know setting a very high bar of right. what, what purity means mm. And that I have to, yeah, keep purifying, 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 as though I'm not, I'm not pure, I'm not acceptable mm. myself, which is which is saying the body, you know, and the body. I mean, in Ayurveda, it's called mala. It's full of it's full of impurity. It's every every day we we go to the bathroom, you know, to relieve ourselves yeah, of right. that. It's yeah. kind of, it's a it's a thing that's it's limited. It's going to die. It's a briefcase mm-hmm. of humanity, mm. and. Uh, and I'm much more than that. And this is the thing that has to come in. It's really the greater vision of of, of who I am, what I am, mm. to transcend the the identity of I'm this limited fellow trying to purify, trying mm. to become. It's a becoming disease, really, to mm. become, to become, to become. When does that end? Mm. You know, eventually you you have to embrace death and. Get over yourself, <laughs> yeah. As a limited being, you know. Yeah. So, so I guess you're speaking to one of the traps, which is staying high. I mean, it's back to your first yoga experience, right? Indeed. Like, wow, this is it. Yeah. It's. I feel good. I'm. I'm feeling high. Wow. I didn't even have to have any of those substances, and I feel mm-hmm. like this. And there's no sort of like after lingering after effects from say weed or other drugs or alcohol or something where you have a yeah. lingering after effect that can yeah. I can now achieve this state without all those come downs and mm-hmm. setbacks and yeah. amazing you know and yeah. that's what it is and that's what yeah. it's for maybe yeah sure. yeah mm. yeah and uh, and in that way it is strengthening but then there there's a reckoning because mm. the emotional being and the emotional person is is always there, always present. You know, mm. how are you? Then you, you know, you'll find okay, I'm good and high and mighty. Then get into a relationship, <laughs> yeah. and then start seeing. Yeah, you start to see how your psyche plays out mm. in that. How's the relation to your parents? Mm. One of the things I say in in classes, you know, when we're stretching out the back of our leg, you know, is it more important to have flexibility in the back of your leg or to have a good relationship with your mother? Mm. What's What's more important, more vital? Mm. In a sense, so so you come back to these vital relationships, too, and then those harbor a lot of uh, things, shames and guilts, mm. and all those things which are underneath, you know, which are shadows. And, right. and yoga say, uh, yeah, ultimately to embrace all these things, so where where one can say, I, you know, I I recognize this part of my life and difficulties i may have had and that are ahead of me and, and I'm, I'm absolutely okay mm. with that and uh, you know i don't have a conflict mm. around it mm. so it's sort of like to be in 
in life. So, so I guess what you're talking about is some something. There's a there's something beyond the modern myth that you're trying to get to here that is that maybe has been lost or or maybe not even really picked up um, in the first place, right? Because I mean, yoga. It seems to me that yoga sort of like entered the Western consciousness in some ways through the 60s and 70s and this kind of movement and mm-hmm. the Beatles going to the to India this sort of thing right, right. And suddenly yeah. it's like oh my god yoga and then, yeah. and then it yeah. pops up everywhere and then yeah Indian yes. guru types that come mm. and teach in the west or mm-hmm. people from the west going to the east yeah and sort of picking that up yeah in a way right, right. And, and then before yeah. that I, I can't really imagine in the 50s say culturally mm. 40s maybe yeah that there's yoga to do in the west no, right like that it comes no, up as no. a you know maybe, maybe very rarely those who really wander away yes yeah yeah a few explorers, a few explorers. And they, they really had to go far and wide to find just to it find, yeah just to, to find a teacher and yeah. you know to find a teacher that's worthy of the name that it's not yeah. uh manipulating because even in india there's still guys that that were seeking you know purity as a as a physical mental state mm. and all that. And the beauty is in India is, is they, they embrace their, their spirituality. You know, um, most people are, there's a recognition of uh, the God principle mm. as being in and through mm-hmm. everything, which is a very important part of the yoga too. We can't bypass that. Mm. Um, you know, they call it Ishwara Pranidhanam in, in yoga. That, that what is this? Ish- well, Ishwara is seeing as the, the the infinite material and knowledge cause of which I'm not separate. So mm. it's not putting God in a in a place like heaven mm. with a separate fellow called the devil who lives underneath. Mm. So that right away creates a you know a, a separation and, and fellows up there and judging me. But rather, it's you know the that God, God is this creation in mm. every fiber of this, uh, the elements and time and space. There's only God here, actually, mm. which means I cannot be separate, which means I need to understand that. I need to own it up mm. in a way. It doesn't put me as a high, high and mighty controller, but just like a wave in the ocean, there's only water there. The wave mm. is the ocean. Mm. The ocean is the wave. There's no separation. You can't get away from that. Mm-hmm. actually so the recognition of that is a great thing and, and the wave can just maintain its wavy form but it knows itself to be the water you know mm-hmm. the, the, it's connected to the ocean so Ishwara is seen as as the ocean as the total totality including all the waves all the forms all the the limited aspects and forms but it's mm-hmm. not bound by space and time mm-hmm. and Brahman is seen as the water as that that which is that which is the mm. the substance without without being limited to a substantial form it's it's what's here right. and that's it so it's really uh, the yoga is saying you know what's my essential nature despite mm. this appearance of the limited fellow makes mm. me think when i um in say you know i visited back home in in Perth and went to a, a yoga class and there wasn't a lot of that in the yoga class. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so surprisingly not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. in the seventy five minutes that we 
you know, stretched mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. sweated a bit and yeah. definitely, you know, a little bit of um, maybe some concepts at the beginning and some meditate med- things to meditate on and yeah. and shavasana at the end, and, although quite short. And But yeah, I didn't feel like the the, um, the goal of what we're doing or the, the where the arrow is pointing is uh, liberation perhaps or, or understanding of, of oneself in the context of all things or you know, yeah, yeah. I well, even which is, yeah. I can I can say something about that because it's hard to weave this in. Yeah. To a you know a class mm-hmm. which is which is mostly physical orientation anyway, but but where it can be, it's just in one that one accepts oneself and the limitations of the physical body. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, in this asana, it feels very comfortable, and hey, this other one, it's. I'm uncomfortable in that or whatever, but in and through, I, I can accept. So that that can be taught too. Right. And and this is one of the things, you know, I've been to a lot of classes. These days I can't really go unless it has some heart. Mm. And, uh, you know, something that feels very surface in a way, you know, just, yeah. just some physical thing, but uh, that you can re- really give the gift of one is acceptable and, and uh, you know, recognize here when I don't want anything to be different than how it is mm. that I'm free mm. so that message can be delivered but often it it's bypassed as something you know like a then and there I'll be I'll be better then and there I'll, I'll become mm. what I want to be mm. and so it leaves a person feeling still incomplete and uh, yeah not not accepting of, of who they are, you know. But then there's moments within the, within every every aspect of our life. There's moments where you're absolutely fine, right? Mm-hmm. You don't think about it. It's only yeah. when you feel like you know, you know I'm recognizing here I'm in the shit, and then then right. you're then, yeah you're reduced to this yeah struggling person. Mm-hmm. So yeah. where where it lies in the let's say in the scriptural knowledge, mm-hmm. which doesn't have um like it's not coming from a human head, let's say. Mm. It's kind of like a flower in a way that's born into the creation. Like this knowledge is is there for those who want it. And it, it emerges through the hearts, we call the, the rishis, the seers, mm. the ones who are fit to present mm. the knowledge. So what what's available to us to understand is uh, yoga is really... Um, a means of a emotional growth, stability, understanding oneself, uh, freeing oneself from conflict, living where you're you're in harmony with with the way things are, you know, with the natural laws, which we can say, you know, which is dharma, which is our conscience, really our universal conscience. We know when we hurt, we get hurt. Mm. When we tell a lie, we feel that the resonance and the conflict mm. within that so those the abiding in those in the, in the, in the laws is really um, relaxing and aligning into the structure which mm. is here in humanity and, it, and if we're there in fact we wouldn't need a police force mm. because we are our own police mm-hmm. because we abide in dharma you know and then, and then there's a commitment within yoga is to I'm committed to my emotional growth to, to emotional maturity. Mm. 
to, you know, where I can say all is well with me and I can handle my, my psyche and the mind. I love my mind mm. and, uh, and I love my wife and family despite their, you know, they create some heat and conflicts and arguments and then that's whatever, that's a natural part of the family and we, mm. we resolve it, we repair it. I'm okay, you know. So, so it's it's a way of it's a way of life in a way that's a very mm. I would say uh, generating a greater harmony and just being you know relaxed and comfortable with who you are, mm. you know, aligned with with uh, the structure of the the world and the human laws and all that, mm. and you flow on free from conflict. Well. And the emotional maturity eventually leads to, okay, then what? Uh, what is this all about? Mm. And and then you can hear it, you know, mm. from a from a teacher who knows. Who's had a teacher who knows, you know, that you are the whole. Mm. To really understand that, one has to be uh, ready for that, right? To embrace that in a sense, because oneness means free from relationship, actually. And what do we base our happiness on? You know, it's not really happiness, a relationship. Then they'll be happy. Mm. When she says she loves me, mm. then I'll be happy. I don't get that person and oh, all will be well. You know, mm. We know that's not true. <laughs> yeah. You know, and money for sure. We know money, that's, that yeah. doesn't lead to happiness. It's a relative happiness that we seek. And mm. you know, what is that happiness that doesn't come and go and recognize that's what I really want? Mm. And uh, yeah, and that, there, and that there is a teaching that that genuinely delivers that message. That mm. you, you are the whole. You're okay in and through these relationships, mm. and that I'm relationshipless, this limitless, limitless being. So to own that up, to understand that, it's no small, mm. no small thing. And you got to have the right time and the right space in your. You're being in your own heart to embrace that and, and follow it through, see it through. So, person, you know, you're self-disciplined enough mm. to be there. You can you can have the mind ready to to listen, to be mm. open, to check yourself in, a, in an honest way. Yeah. To to actually give deference to the teaching too. You know what mm. I thought was was right and all that may not be true, you know, mm. and I'm willing to discard that and, and go with what, what the Vedanta say, what, what, uh, what that teaching says and understand that. So that's kind of the, the scope of uh, the yoga. And that's hard to present in, a, in an hour class and all that. So you're not going to be able to do that. You know, it's no. more you're going to these classes and then you start, think, you know, some little sparkles come and you think there must be something more. And then yeah. what is this? Yeah, you hear about it. Or you do a teacher training and they present the yamas and niyamas. But it has to be more than just a list of right. these 10 values and not to do this and, and yeah. do that, you know, which is just giving you structure, basically. Mm. Yeah, so then, yeah, it, it starts a quest. And I would right. say that's when the yoga starts to really mature and mm. you start to question the myth and, and look into it. Mm. more deeply and so all of the, the modern stuff it's good it's a foot in the door and yeah. uh, it's just a matter of uh, time when people are, are ready yeah I mean I even think deeper. about you in 1990 looking at the yellow pages and 
thank God there were those three people doing, that, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like whatever yeah. they were doing. I mean, we could yeah. probably look now 20, 32 years later sure. and look at it and go, yeah, I mean, what was that? But, mm. that, yeah, that's, I, I guess that's where I'm in a real sense of gratitude and encouragement of, of all those who have sort of said, like, you know what, I'm going to go on this path yeah. and I'm going to just yeah. see how I go, even where, where that might take me along the way because yeah it is about kind of like showing up into a space and then and then somehow something is quick like something clicks inside right like mm. the question of like what, what, what is this all about what is it mm-hmm. what does it really mean what is what is happening here mm-hmm. you know yeah that's it and yeah and, and yeah the, the teacher of course is a, it is the grace mm. to get uh, when, when you can really find the teacher that's worthy of the name doesn't see what I found with my teacher, we call whatever animal, you know, it was such a yeah. blessing because he didn't, he didn't uh, want me to be any different right. than how I was. There was no manipulation. Mm. And it's just, this is something that comes into the modern, a lot of manipulation, you know, mm. and you hear about it and it's really sad and see a lot of these big names and they get power and they can't handle it mm. and uh, therefore they're, they're abusing the students and, and manipulating them and you and you come and i remember coming with that such innocence you know mm. what is this all about and it's such a sweetness to meet that mm. and so really a grace if you meet you meet a teacher who's not out to manipulate mm. and all that and that that's one who is who they themselves uh just feel feel so blessed to be at home they just want to share they just want to share it, you know, mm. without any agenda, without any money, actually. Mm. Just helping if there's a sincerity to know, mm. to understand. And, and uh, yeah, and they pass on, they remember how they were taught. Right. Like that. There's a tradition, there's a strength in the tradition. And, and it's held, it's held, the glue is held in the Dharma, mm. actually. And it goes first, Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. Dharma being this... Um, universal conscience mm. if i betray my my heart if i steal lie hurt i get hurt mm. and i i need to abide in that and that that gives me structure and strength and uh, freedom from conflict and then artha is security i have to be secure in a way my basic needs met and all of that but i go about that in a dharmic way mm. and commas yeah, pleasures and stuff. There's nothing wrong with pleasures, but I can get lost in them. And let me fulfill my pleasures in a dharmic way. Mm. So, you know, we need affection. We need, we need food. And we can enjoy what's here on the mm. planet as well, but not outside the scope of the dharma, not when I'm creating conflict or hurt mm. or betrayal or anything. And then, yeah, and moksha is that when those three are very, very clear and stable, you're living that way. Mm. And moksha liberation is is available much more so. I hear you speaking into as yeah as part of yoga is to get in touch with you know what is that natural law? Yeah, right. Yeah, very important. Yeah, very important to get in touch with that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there therein lies the possibility to get yourself into trouble mm. in conflict and and, and you know. Yeah, people go into all sorts of hells because they're, they're not abiding in the 
natural law, mainly it's hurting. Mm. It's hurting. They're hurting. Right. The, the may, they say ahimsa paramo dharmaha. Ahimsa is the primary dharma. Means that. Ahimsa means non-injury, mm. non-hurting. Mm. And and that has to go very very deeply. And to see, you know, when I when I hurt, who gets hurt, and I get hurt. Mm. Yeah, and and have a very deep value for that. Mm. It's a natural law, and of course, yeah, it's uh, it's very easy to slip. Mm. And that's also that's a, yeah, that's just a natural tendency of of being human. Mm. Mm. But if your parents are living that way and you're brought up that way, then then you can get it instilled in you where it's it's just more natural to behave that way. Mm. Uh, for me, I didn't I didn't have that. My parents were, you know, heavy meat eaters and uh, had no no clue. There was no words about that. Mm. Uh, I think maybe they were friendly people. They weren't hurting or harming consciously, but emotionally, yeah, whatever they're they're hurting each other. Mm. All kinds of different ways, you know. Whatever mm. lies, I don't, I don't know about. Mm. It's all going on, you know. So the innocent child gets, gets led mm. astray. So it's a, it's a very profound moment to come back to. Uh, and understand, wow, what are, what are these natural laws? And when I live, when I abide in them, I, I, I get a, a relative freedom. Right. Yeah. And I have to make choices and change, you know, which is the change, which is why vegetarianism, mm. without putting an ism on it, but why I choose not to hurt. Uh, you know, it's because I don't want to hurt animals. I don't want to eat animals because I don't want to hurt them. They're my friends. Mm. Why I can't kill it. I mean, I can't look in the eye of a fish and then put a knife in its head unless I, I need for survival, you know, in which case mm. I honor that, the spirit of that animal and recognize it. The gift of that and, and give it back. You know that's another way to mm. to do it. it. Has to be done. But here, if we have choice, we don't have to do that. Mm. We're not going to do that. Mm. Yeah, and that that feels that feels right and, and good in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I find the the discussion around vegetarianism very uh, with the ism. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting because often. That's such a deep one because, in in some ways, we're talking about the more animal self and the and the more consciousness self here. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. you know, I, I sort of think about certainly the way that we go about um, eating meat these mm-hmm. days with factory farms and what have you. You know, like yeah. the the, yeah. the really sort of ramped up levels of of uh, cruelty yeah. that go on yes. around it. Yeah. And I think about say stories of like first peoples in um, in, in America, you know, with uh, the tendency to be in the cycle of of creation, right? Like a, a mm. tendency to to free the spirit as well, to be in communion with the buffalo, say, right? You know, or the Aboriginal yeah. peoples in, in Australia, to yeah. be in to see yeah. oneself as one of the animals that is also going to be killed or could right. be killed, and then part yeah. of that. Um, that cycling and yeah. and paying respects to the animals that are taking for one's own nourishment and you know I've sort of found that that is a is a, um, a profound wisdom of the animal um, consciousness of mm-hmm. being human yeah um, as part of that conversation as well 
Yeah, I find that vegetarian conversation a big conversation because oftentimes that can also lead to certain types of, um, I guess, eating disorders and things. You know, like the perfectionism mm-hmm. around food and the yeah. and and it can be for some people malnourishing and you mm-hmm. know these kinds of things. But part of a bigger kind of broader conversation there, I think, around that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's whatever health benefits and then whatever deficiencies can come depending on your diet. Like that's secondary to the right. thing. The primary is I, I don't want to hurt. Yeah. Okay, least possible hurt. That's my value. Mm. Okay, so think about that in the, in the scope of one's life. When a person decides I'm least hurting. You don't have to be afraid of that person. Mm. They, they live deeply with that value. I'm, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm your friend. I'm a friend to all. No one needs to be afraid of me. Mm. You know, and uh, you know, and I'm not going to hurt any being. And, and I live that way. Mm. It's, it's so beautiful, and comforting to mm. be. I don't know if you've, you know, found, you know, being in the presence of somebody where that's that's deeply true for them. Yeah. You know, there's such a natural kindness mm. comes out of that. Okay, and and they may not be the healthiest. Maybe they haven't had, uh, you know, whatever, uh, getting enough vitamin B12 or whatever, but their heart and the sparkle in their eyes and the alignment with life mm. is there in, in a richness and a, in a health and nourishment that it, it's, mm. it's profound, you know. Yeah. And very beautiful. So I, I, yeah, primary is that. Yeah. Value now we have access to a lot of uh, science around around food and and accessibility to mm. all the vitamins and you know I get people can get obsessed about that it goes on mm. and on yeah endlessly again you know there's there's the whole purity thing too mm. you know and if yeah, I eat exactly. that I feel guilty and yeah a lot of shit around food and people don't often even say thanks for the food you know right and take a moment there to. Mm, yeah, to recognize sure. and align with that, you know, as they do this prayer, um, Brahmharpanam, Brahmahavihi, Brahmagna, Brahmana, Hutam, Brahmaivataina, Ganta, Vyam, Brahmakarma, Samadhina. I am the food, I am the offering, I'm the fire that burns the food, I'm the result of the food. There's mm. only Brahman here, you know, in and through all these steps. Mm. That, that's, a, that's a liberation mantra statement mm. there once it's understood deeply that's commonly chanted in, wow. in Indian Veda before you eat every meal so at least you know whatever two or three times a day you're reveling in that recognizing mm. that I, I, food has to be eaten to nourish the you know the bio tank or whatever yeah and so how you do that and go about it it's a ritual it's a sacred ritual mm. in honor that so yeah that, it's an attitude and I, I guess you know maybe we what, what we come to and what i i want to touch on maybe as a last thing you know is the the attitude yeah the attitude of yoga mm-hmm. um that one yeah so one develops cultivates this uh, a healthy attitude of gracefully receiving what's here what's coming i'm not in control of what's happening in the moments they're, mm. they're arriving so to say field of life is arriving how i receive it mm. it's the yoga how i receive it and how i respond right so receiving gracefully responding intelligently 
mm. responding in a way that that is uh, you know supporting the the field around mm. in a way, you know so yeah that that in itself is that's the attitude it's called the karma yoga attitude or ishvara pranidhanam i i also see that uh, i don't have control over what what comes i i can only respond mm. a choice in the moment that's it really mm. and i'm not in charge of the results of action either those fall mm. into the hands of you know, god so now we we have very little say you know right. but but then you give it to that you give it to the and it's and it takes it off your shoulders in a big yeah. way. So it's it's the, the example is when you go to a temple in in India and they have a ritual and then, then they offer a bunch of things and then you get them back and flowers or raisins and nuts or whatever it is and you don't go oh why am I getting these you know I want the raisins or whatever <laughs> you know a bunch of flowers you, you just accept what comes from the temple. Mm. And and people, you know, the right attitude is beautiful, great. This is what com- this comes from the Lord, and I feel so blessed to have that. And these, are, yeah. you know, it's it's sacred, it's sanctified, it's it's wonderful. So can we receive every moment like that, every mm. person, every expression as uh, is coming from the, the heart of the, the Lord, non separate from myself? Well, I love that because it. Um it sort of relocates the self somewhere other than the ego or somewhere, you know, because there's that sort of like the hero, right, who has to right. sort of make things happen and create and, you know, be right. in that more forward, uh, um, like making things happen movement. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. what you're talking about is like, well, if I'm more just kind of like with creation, which is all happening around us, I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. making you know, I'm definitely not making that wind come right now and I'm, no. I'm definitely not making the... Maybe the, that small one between your legs. <laughs> <laughs> There's a choice. <laughs> There's a choice. <laughs> or not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, sometimes. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. like not 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 making all of those things, right? Like yeah. not, not in that, that form mm. of active. Mm. Or at least giving the option to be, um, you know, a little bit, a little bit back from that and and then seeing because yeah like in the fascination in a way that's what i get from what you're saying like mm-hmm. the fascination of like if i don't go and like be the controller of that's what i get from a lot of these your classes as well i remember you shared yeah. one time mm-hmm. the um it was many years ago but i still remember it. i, re- I reference some of the things you've said in class sometimes and one was uh you're on one of those big trains in uh, in india and you've got or if your luggage on your head yeah you know kind yeah. of like holding this luggage on your head yeah and you invited us to sort of like take the luggage and just put it on the floor of the train because it's all going to the same place anyway yeah yeah that's it yeah why we do carry a lot yeah. a lot on our heads a lot on our shoulders a lot of responsibility actually yeah Another thing I like to say is you can resign from being the manager of the universe, Indeed. the controller yeah. of time and space. It's too big a job, man. Get <laughs> get off it, you know. Yeah. You know the beginning of the uh, the Simpsons. They have that, and then you see that little girl, and she's got the steering wheel, and oh, they're yeah. kind of rolling over the countryside and the hills, and and going, you know, and she's driving. And then it pans back, and she's in the back seat with a plastic steering wheel. Yeah, she's not in control of the thing. Mm. You know? It looks like it, and people can feel like. That and they want to be in control, and you know, but it's so much easier 
when you relinquish that and right. you see it, you know it's i am just part of the play in a way it's mm. it's, it's just a happening and it's a glorious thing and i mm. participate in this wonderful this wonderful myth you know this mm. this uh, which is happening every moment yeah and within that also you know it's, it's a less identified person personality going much like a like a two-year-old like a magical child you ask mm. them you know where where did you go today what did you do they're like well, i don't <laughs> go <laughs> do I, I was just flowing you know yeah right. i was just flowing in you know mom yeah. and dad were there i had total trust they knew what was going on i didn't have a responsibility I, i'm just flowing on here you know not even a sense of me being mm. it's just uh yeah they're just living fully like that so in a sense the wise person gets back to that the magical child but with wisdom in a way so the intelligent response to what's what's here is there and that that's the maturity of the, the attitude the yoga attitude that's the involvement of yoga really is they're okay and it's this play of opposites there's going to be pain pleasure yeah. how i respond it's fine it's all given by the lord and i, I love mm. i love it Ishvara is me. I am Ishvara. I am the total. You know, the wave is given back to the ocean. Mm. And let's see. And just roll on until the wave crashes on the shore. And there was only water anyway. So, Namaha. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It's fine. You know, no problem. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Does it feel like the, the wave is. I, I feel, yeah, I feel we've covered uh, yeah. some very important aspects mm -hmm. of that i mean one can always clarify yeah in, in all these topics that we've discussed yeah but uh, i think we've been able to safely say that there's a certain uh, surface uh you know presentation of the yoga which is a foot in the door you know in these modern mm -hmm. times it's it's very accessible to go to a class and mm -hmm. get into the physical thing and and all that yeah. but but the you know the depth of it requires a person to kind of uh, yeah look at the, the bigger picture and say yeah. who, what am i who am I, what is the purpose here align with the values and bring it where, where every moment of it, you know it's the yoga it's a way of life in a way it's a, mm. it's a it's that attitude of graceful reception and intelligent response mm. alignment with dharma uh, alignment with, with God, actually, and understanding mm -hmm. what that is. That takes a lot to understand, mm -hmm. especially if you've been indoctrinated by other religious ideas and yeah, you know, things that, that limit you and put God in a place away from oneself. Up in the clouds there, with the big white beard. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. that. I had that too. He actually had a whistle and a police hat. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, so wow. I had to see, yeah, because every time God got mentioned, the association with the Christian God yeah came yeah yeah and that had to be uh rooted out and mm. uh we understood so the way that you use god here is the some kind of life force within all things everything everywhere the, the way to say it is uh one way to say it is the the intelligent and material cause mm. So it's the, within all the material, within all the intelligence, all the laws, time, space, but not bound by any of it, but in and through. Mm. Mm. In and through it. Just like the water permeates the, all the names and forms 
given to water in the ocean, rivers, lakes, uh, all the varieties of waves and foam and so on. The one name and through it, air, water, that mm. the substance. So that's it. What's really here? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's saying that. So that that uh, that in itself gives freedom, gives tremendous solace. Mm. I want to particularly thank you for sort of honoring teachers. You know, like that's uh, that's a that's an element where so many. I, I feel like in the modern myth of yoga, so many. Mm. There's been so many uh, guru types that have been um, sort of revealed as something else, or mm. you know, they, yeah. And it, and it's almost like the guru or the teacher has 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 been sort of intertwined with the trickster figure in a way. Yes, you know, it can it can be from the stories that you hear, and then that becomes an image that you associate with that particular type. So it's really mm. nice to hear your yeah. deep honoring and and acknowledging of like finding somebody that's ahead of you a bit is really useful and helpful mentors guides um people that can show you where your thinking is off and you're a little bit not quite there more like this and yeah you know it is something that i really um cherish and i don't hear that so much in the bigger dialogues Mm. because of the trying to avoid the um you know the the shyster Mm-hmm. The trickster, the trickster yeah. guru. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. I feel. I mean, I get, I get tears. I get yeah. choked up when I feel. You know, the teacher, and the teachers that I've had, it really have been so uh, worthy of the name mm. and non-manipulating. You know, mm. and what a grace. And it's really sad that people get caught in that mm. uh, manipulator fellow. Yeah, he just yeah, he, he doesn't uh, honor the name, yeah, the teacher at all. He gets lost. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, and and then it's saying is you get we all get the teachers we deserve actually, right, right, in a way, and you mm-hmm. have to use some discernment there to come back to it. Yeah, saying that that's a, a super important discernment yeah. and trust. Once there's trust there, then you can open. Yeah, if you don't trust the teacher, how are you going to learn anything? No. You know, so you got to be sure they're not manipulating me. But many of them are putting themselves on a level, and then uh, you know, s- and trying to put you on a level, mm. make a difference there. Mm. And it all starts from there. How can you trust? And then you get, yeah, you got to get here and there, and that's going to cost you a few thousand dollars. You know, mm. <laughs> yeah. next level, come to my next thing. You know, you're almost yeah. there. Da, da, da. It all it all begins with that trip. Right. Such a trip. I, I, I'm fascinated in that. I like to watch these docu- yeah. documentaries about uh, so-called um, gurus and teachers and uh, yeah. manipulators and, mm. and uh, yeah, whole movements that have gone mm. like that. People get lost in that. I mean, it just happens that the archetypally the, the two are um, forever linked, you know, like, signs in astrology that are ruled by jupiter um mm. opposite signs that are ruled by mercury um so yeah, there's there's always going to be an interplay in some ways of the uh, trickster and the and the uh, guru uh, the trickster and the teacher sort of have that so so it's not entirely surprising looking at things from an archetypal perspective that mm. it would enter that yeah realm. yeah um 
but yeah i think it does like you say kind of brings us back to the sermon and i think of my i'm also blessed to have had many amazing teachers that that really kept things very clean and beautiful yeah. and profound yeah. and i learned the things mm. that i learned from them um with such beauty and grace you know more mentor yeah. figures as well as teachers i would suggest and yeah you know and yeah. um and yeah and 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 it's all down to the relational field i think it's all down to being able to trust that that deep love and reverence and respect that's going both ways and it's a very beautiful and honor, like one of the most um i guess or inspiring or wonderful relationships that you can have in a way definitely you know in its pure form there's nothing quite like it because it's yeah. not like a lover yeah. and it's not mm-hmm. like a relationship it's not like a parent child it's not like a sibling yeah it's its own thing entirely yeah, yeah. and having had that experience with a few um mm-hmm. amazing teachers in my time you know mainly around craniosacral and astrology and mm. and psychotherapy and these things that they've just been a little ahead of me and have helped me yeah um you know, money is sometimes in and sometimes out of that, but it's fluid. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fine yeah. in a way. Like yeah, it's, that's it, it right. works. The and, currency um, is the knowledge. Exactly. The, the teaching. Yeah. You find even the teacher-student roles kind of resolve and there's, yeah. there's a teaching that's happening. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and the teacher, of course, feels black because yeah. they're, they're remembering and uh, yeah. you know, it's deepening yeah. as they tell and teach. Yeah, it's that beautiful mutual mm. um mutually beneficial yeah. relationship that I just yeah. know and love in, in my heart and feel yeah. and I know yeah. that you love and feel that. Definitely. And then we also have our conversations about those yeah, like all those mm. other um the the tricks of figure that comes into that role. Because there is power and influence and money and control and yeah. whatever the trip is along that line that is just there mm. as well. Right? Yeah. Like in that you know, I think seeing things from the archetypal perspective allows me to say, like, don't think that it's just not going to be there or that somehow we'll reach a place where we're all enlightened enough for that not to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the archetypal uh, yeah, world is like, yeah, yeah that's part of that. Yeah. That, that, that's that's hovering around that um, archetype. Sure. And it, yeah. And it sort of always will be. Yes. Which means that there's always going to have to be a sense of discernment and dropping in and feeling like, Definitely. well, what's happening here? You know, what yeah. is, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, it's good to ask that. You, yeah, yeah. you got a question. Yeah, question. That's part of the student's uh, real uh, role and and sort of fortitude in that is to question the teacher and yeah. and, and poke them, and that that's going to bring the teacher alive and yeah. into their 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 truth and integrity will right. shine forth. Hopefully, yeah. you know. And if not, you also have to be able to say, you know, excuse me, yeah, namaste, yeah. I'm I'm gone. Thank you for yeah what we what we shared and. Right. And you bow out, you know, and, and uh, yeah, some people get caught with a teacher manipulates them to such a degree that they can't leave. Right. You know, and you see those stories, interesting stories, but interesting it's like, stories. holy shit. Yeah. You know? Woo, yeah. Right. There can be a real, a real darkness yeah. in there. And that's where the teacher, the emotional being is not matured enough. Right. So they're, they're looping around in a, mm. in a power of control. And, yeah. yeah. And that's the, the Jupiter mercury or zeus hermes dynamic Uh whereas like you just mentioned the healthy version of it whereas the student asks questions that challenges the teacher and the teacher is like oh wow i've got to 
be with that question and it takes them off the dogmatic position, which is somewhere you don't want to be mm-hmm. as the teacher, right? So, yeah, yeah. And then it also takes the takes the trickster out of that um, out of that Hermes Mercury type by actually right. giving true knowing and knowledge as well, and 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 felt felt authority that isn't being misused. Yeah, that's within that dynamic. And once it's flowing, it's just like yeah, there it is. There's not there's not really a possibility now. Yeah. of those shadows within this yeah that's but, right yeah what what uh comes to heart when you say that too and and um what i learned from my teacher is we we have a, a prayer together at the beginning that honors the teaching the mm. the teacher said and the possibility of projections mm. and miscommunication that can mm. take place let us not have those uh getting lost in those and and projections that that um that, that you know doesn't make the knowledge accessible we we mm. want the knowledge to mm. so protect us from those mm. things may my emotions not not get in the way of the of the teaching and and if they do then i take care of myself and i yeah. get discipline and i go i get therapy whatever it takes yeah. so that when i can be there you know i'm fresh mm. with the teacher and the teaching and the teacher will also recognize it's the teaching that that mm. is important not me mm. I'm just the delivery man, you know, right. uh, and whatever. I have my own limitations and weirdnesses of being a, being a human being at the same time. But yeah. the teaching is what we're interested in. And there, there I have access to. And uh, so we pray for that knowledge and wisdom to, to be available for us. Yeah. And, and, then it, and then it enters and the knowledge itself is worshipped. And in that I find I, I, I love that because... Uh, yeah, just just puts you in the in, in the, into the teaching itself. And, mm. you know, what's what's important? The fellows are important. I, I love getting out of the way. Mm. Let's say, it, you know, and you find that too when you're in the flow because mm. you're out of the way, right? You know, and and, and then it's just the words come. The well, the, the yeah, Socrates comes. said about it that it's a that an understanding that it's not knowledge that's being like this person knows and then gives that knowledge to that person. It's a process mm. of remembering where yes. both teacher and student are doing this remembering process. It's like, oh, yeah. wow, and it's, and it's yeah. starting to come up and it's starting yeah. to come out and it's a beautiful mm. thing. And I, mm. just to speak into that as well, like that that moment where the student surpasses the teacher is a cherished, beautiful moment, right? It's like, Definitely. and it's when it's real, right? Yeah. Like when it's not an overthrowing or a, yeah. you know, that kind of thing, a power mm-hmm. grab or that that thing that the student can do to, to go, yeah. like, I don't want to be some student now. I want to uh-huh. like grab the yeah. power of knowing kind of thing. Right. But when it does actually naturally occur, it's, it's a rejoicing moment. Everybody's winning. Everybody, you know? that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. And you yeah. can still honor the teacher as Absolutely. The, the one that will always so. hold that, that. You'd be so endeared to that yeah. that person as well. And maybe you hold them more a greater capacity for some something, you know, for remembering yeah. sutras or whatever, you know. Right. It can be like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, that's... So that's it, and that's the, the, that's the beauty of the sort of the tradition of of the yoga. It's always been mm. passed along by a teacher who's worthy of the name, mm. who honors the teaching, and, and uh, together you you go, you, you see together. It's interesting because that's mm. also in the West. You know, there's a whole um, what I tend to track part of the podcast actually is um, 
is tracking ancient traditions in the West too, and and the Asclepian tradition. Asclepius was the god of healing, uh, um, and so the the healers that would come after were, I mean, it's a little bit sexist for sure, but they were called the sons of Asclepius. But maybe mm-hmm. to take the edge off of that, we could say yeah. the children of. Yeah. And um, but they they had a father to son, but not actual mm-hmm. bloodlines. No. So they would they would actually teach. Um, you know, have schools and things and you could come learn with them, but then they took on particular students um, and that's where lineage actually passed through. So it was treated right. like um, father-son right. dynamic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd like to think of it rather than try to make it like parent-child, which takes away some of the archetypal force of it. I would, mm-hmm. I would like to say that a, a woman could also be a son of a Sclepius. Definitely. see it that way. But it yeah. is a father-son Um archetypal sharing yeah you know so rather you know that a, that woman could be a father of the school you know and i and i think sure. probably was but they yeah. use the words father son because it's different than mother daughter and it's, yeah. it's a different component it's a different it's not the same nurturing breast kind of thing it's more mm-hmm. like a i i have to teach you this and some of that's going to be hard and yes. some of that's going to be, have its edges and right. so there'll be an authority figure here yes. you know rather than yeah. like oh darling caring for that right. kind of thing yeah um but yeah it was passed down generation to generation to generation in that mm-hmm. lineage that mm-hmm. was pure and then they yeah. still had their schools where they taught for fees right yeah, which i thought was a really beautiful sort of component so you, yeah. the teacher had to see to had to see it in the student first uh, and then um and then begin in a sense you know like that resonance had to take hold right but right. then you would never charge you the yeah on that level the if you yeah. if someone's in the lineage soul lineage mm-hmm. it would be just kind of like pure right yeah that was it there's still few today but not as many but um this one time it's called the guru gurukulam the family of the guru uh-huh. and it would often be uh yeah um, a man and his wife teaching and the kids would come when they were 12 years old and stay with them for 12 years Wow! and learn all the things, you know, learn lots of chanting. And, and mm-hmm. they had a lot of things that they would learn and, and take on. And then when they were 24, they would uh, be free to go and go out and, and uh, get married or whatever, usually by the sanction of actually astrology, looking to see mm-hmm. if there's a good partnership there and, and the blessing of the, teacher and the family and then the once they they started to earn some money they would give back to the right to the guru they would come back to their teacher yeah. with a bag of gold or whatever and yeah with their head down and say thank you for mm-hmm. that this gift you know and then they had you know life to live and they put put that into living life for another mm. 25 years or whatever having family getting cooked mm. mm-hmm. emotional cooking and you know yeah, yeah. Cook, cook 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 maturing maturing until Later, uh, even at the age of 75, they would retire to the forest and teach. Wow. Kind of thing. It's interesting, these numbers 12 and 24, which are Jupiter. The Jupiter cycle is 12. Yeah, right. Yeah. So even in, actually, even in the West, we have this, right? Mm -hmm. You go to school at six, that's at the Jupiter Uh opposition. And then Uh you change schools at 12. Right. And then, so there's this sense of, you know, at 18, you move on. So there's these uh-huh, these Jupiter right. cycles in education actually still acknowledged 
in yes. a way. But yeah, yeah, the 12 to 24, right. which is for how you would define sort of adolescence in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. And then the 24 to 36 being another phase yes. after that of your learning. And then the 36 yeah. to 48 being like perhaps more going into the teacher role in that in that phase and mm. so yeah these numbers are jupiter numbers yeah interestingly enough yeah yeah and jupiter what's jupiter called guru yeah right you know yeah the one that lights up the darkness yeah yeah so yeah very in touch with the cycles and yeah in circles you know to bring it into the modern context you know our our phone and our screen takes our attention as well and we lose touch with the with the cycles as well i mean how many people get up and Say thank you to the sun, you know, mm. to recognize the moon and the moon cycles and, mm. and what's taking place and actually give time and space for that that honoring mm. in what's really here. Yeah, and, and to so, speak on that, though, it is interesting that that has come along with yoga's, you know, like as yoga in the West with its own myth and its own, in some ways, it's its, its own thing, really, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it is interesting how going along that path that, you do find oh, now there's uh, you know like you do find people going more to the moon circles and finding mm. their way back into some of those rhythms right. as like a could be sort of set as a byproduct yeah. of getting into that way right. of living. So it's yeah. it is interesting how you know again these are archetypal realities they can never go away. No. So worshiping of the sun yeah. and worshiping of the cycles of the moon. Yeah. There's never going to be a time in human history where we just stop that. Or no. that, like nobody does that anymore because it's no. like a deep archetypal reality. Same as astrology is a deep archetypal reality. So right. we may we may be done with it for a few hundred years, but then the the, the, the coals will still have enough heat in them to come uh-huh. up again. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's true. But of course, when one finds those embers in mm. oneself and fans those, you know, makes it a makes it a flame and gets into the the tapas and the rituals of yeah, that's in daily life. You know, when I get up, I put my hands together and, and I recognize the sun as the giver of light and nourishment. Mm. You know, and I uh, see the moon and you know that it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, mm. and, I, and it, it, it's a tremendous loss mm. to not have that. I think it just puts you out of out of rhythm. Yeah. So, but you're right. I mean, now nowadays our capacity for communication through these mm. these channels and phones, and uh, you can find out so much. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, whatever. Hey, there's a moon circle going on. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Yeah. You can go there and hopefully, you know, get get more in touch. So yeah. That, that's the grace. And actually, you know, the 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 recordings, the MP3s right. that are available. I mean, here you can you can put. Uh, the the Upanishads and right. yoga sutras right in right into your ears yeah. into your heart uh, you yeah, know while yeah. you're traveling on your your bike or whatever yeah and, I mean so this it's great in that way and mm. the spreading mm. it's a great time of spreading I see yeah and I guess yeah. part of what you're talking about is as that spreads yeah. you know it's, what would grow is like everything will grow out of that right the yeah. beautiful trees will grow and the big weeds yeah. and the big you know, yes. and the, the things that are going to get you super trapped Definitely. and not at all liberated yes, are going to yeah. grow too. Yes. And, you know, yeah. like, a, yeah, I mean, that, that is. <laughs> That's right. part of the fun. But, yeah, it's <laughs> part, part of the, the play. Of indeed. <laughs> well, Sky, thank you so much for coming on and sharing yeah. your wisdom and your, uh, mm. you know, everything that you've um, 
being able to bring through the airwaves for the listeners. Uh, on behalf of the listeners, I thank you for, for mm. taking the time and sitting with me in this space. Yeah, yeah. same, same. Yeah, it was, it was just, uh, it was just reveling on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because of your your presence and questions and the relationship we have, mm. it it, uh, it brings out, and it, yeah, I love to just just rummage around in the treasure <laughs> chest and see what comes out. Yeah. So and I and let it be useful. I hope people can really hear what's being said here and take mm. it, uh, take it to heart and take it into their life and find it yeah. meaningful. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and that's that's the ultimate thing. Let it be meaningful. Okay. Mm. Indeed, let it be meaningful. Mm. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you'd like to get in touch or support the show, please go to onthesoulsterms.com or follow me on Instagram at onthesoulsterms.